On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is, therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me, of course. And uh, man, this episode, Q, is a long time coming. Man, I'm freaking stoked, dude, really. Like just that intro clip got me pumped, man. I'm stoked that you're stoked. (laughs) <laughs> because this is hands down one of my favorite records um, that I've that I've stumbled upon over the last decade, and this band I think is one of the one of the best rock acts to come out in a minute. You know what I mean? Just in in general, you know what I mean? Not not trying to put the like not trying to to limit it to any like one genre. Just hands down one of the best rock bands to come out in the last decade. I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that, and um, as you could you could tell from that intro clip, which was uh, I, I believe perhaps the only single on the record called "Cool in Motion," 
uh, you know, they basically have that 90s era alt rock sound perfected, right? Yeah. And they're sprinkling in quite a few other rock genres, you know, into the, into the mix, which is amazing. And they're doing it so well. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it um, like just perfectly. And I'm going to read a quote here that, that describes it even better. So this is a quote from the Houston Press. They said, 20 years ago, there was a time when fuzz-infused rock seemed to be everywhere, and you couldn't really escape it. In today's crowded music climate, the bands that are making distorted guitar rock are few and far between, but the ones who are making it are doing it better than many who came before them. And I would agree with that, dude. That's the thing about this group, right? Is that they're doing it better than some of the bands in the 90s were doing it, right? And like that's to me how it has to be. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to to revive, you know, a beloved rock genre like grunge or shoegaze, you better do it even better. Put put your own stamp on it. You know what I mean? And that's what these guys do really well. Oh, and that's something that we talk about a lot too, and like a critique we have of you know a lot of like psychedelic rock bands. Or, yeah, throwback 90s sounding, you know, grunge, alt rock kind of bands that are coming out now. A lot of times it kind of feels like kind of like they're cheating almost like it's like it's a knockoff, Uh, like nothing new, you know, to cheap imitation or whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. So I don't think I've mentioned the record that we're doing today, but we're talking about uh, shit. Have I even said the name of the band, dude? I may have just been so stuck. I don't remember, man. <laughs> I, th- I okay. thought you did a proper intro, but maybe not. <laughs> We're talking about a band called Narrowhead today. And they are from Houston, which is cool because they're, you know, from, at least from my neck of the woods, Q, from from our I mean, birth state. Yeah, our birth state. You know what I mean? I know you're no longer a, a Texan. You did the yeah. smart thing and you left a few years back. You know what I mean? Dude, it's been... Uh, Eight years, if you can believe it. Yeah. Good, good. Good on you, dude. Because <laughs> here, here I am, you know, melting in the freaking sweating, heat. Sweating bullets. Yeah. And I'm sitting here with, with, I'm sitting here with no central AC. Every single day this week, over 100, with a high, the highest it gets is like 106 degrees. That's not right, dude. The hell's highest going on? it gets up here is mid 70s we had one day yeah. i think last week that was that that's maybe great. touched 90 but that's that's so great for you dude. <laughs> <laughs> i'm jealous it's dude it's perfect right now up here yeah, yeah you just time. keep going dude keep going <laughs> <laughs> um one day i might be a neighbor queue we may we may do Please, it you have to come up come here. up here man yeah all right come so be, like i said be close to your nephew dude that would you're soon to be that's nephew. right that's right. It's about yeah. to make his debut. TikTok. Um, not the social media app. No, all right. Yeah. We're all over the map here, dude. Let's get <laughs> back on track here. We're talking about Narrowhead. And like I said, they were, they were formed in, in Houston. And they've actually been in the, in the biz for a little bit, dude. They've okay. been active since 2013. Well, you know what, dude? Scratch everything that I said earlier. <laughs> I was under well, the impression that these guys just kind of, you know, formed this group not that long ago and then dropped this album in 2020. No, no, no. Satisfaction came out in 2016. Don't let Spotify fool you, oh, dude. It was, re- it was re-released um, when they joined Run for Cover Records. Okay. Um, when they came out with 12th House Rock. Well, even still, uh, yeah, I didn't realize they were together since since 2013. So. Yeah. So they've been doing this for a while. 
Yeah. So this record was self-released back in 2016. It's called Satisfaction. And I, I think this is kind of what, what, you know, kind of got them some attention. You know what I mean? Uh, and for obvious reasons. So the lineup has actually changed since this record came out. So I wanted to make sure I, I gave proper credit to the to the musicians here um, because the lineup today is different. And I also wanted to make sure I called this out correctly because right now, the current iteration of the band, they have three guitar players, right? Which is pretty key to to, to getting that noise rock, shoegaze, wall of sound type type vibe, right? But right. this record in particular, only two guitar players. But let me name the roster here. Jacob Duarte is the lead singer and guitar player. And Carson Wilcox is the drummer. And they're sort of like kind of the mainstays of the band. And for this record, they also had Ryan Hughes on guitar and backing vocals. And Ryan Selig on bass. So those two members are no longer no longer there. But... That's who is making up the band for this particular record. So, Q, you have listened to this, but it's been maybe a year or two since you, you gave it a full listen? Maybe longer than that. Okay. But I loved it. Yeah. Well, you're in for treats, man. Um, and if you're out there and you've never heard of these guys, number one, that means you, you don't listen to this show. Because we've been... <laughs> ever since I stumbled upon this record, they've kind of made their way... Uh, into either what you heard episodes or year in best ofs. Uh, in fact, they were on our very last what you heard episode because uh, they they put out a new single called Twin. Right, they were the intro back. song. Right, that's right. So um, yeah, when I stumbled upon this record, I brought a song called Feels Like Sand to the what you heard for for that week. I, I don't remember if this was this was probably back when we were doing just one song a week, right? Probably, what yeah. So anyway, I'm going to kick us off with that song. Um, and I, I got to tell you, man, this is, I, I, I can listen, I can listen to this song on repeat. Like I have been the last few days prepping for this episode and there's just something about it, man. And I think it, it's a good introduction to the band, I think. Um, and kind of their sound at the time, their sound has changed a little bit since this record. So if you listen to some of their newer stuff, or if you listen to 12th House Rock, which is their last record, um, their sound has evolved. Uh, but but we're, we're focusing on, on, on this record here. And, and what I like about it is, um, uh, it, you know, like I said, self-produced, right? They, they, they self-released, or at least I should say. So I think there's a little bit of a um, – I think that contributes to the sound, like the, the, the DIY sound, the lo-fi sound a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But yeah – Shoegaze is one of those sounds that gets kind of attributed to them quite a bit, one of the genres that gets attributed to them. And I think it could be because of the way this record sounds. There's a lot of there's a lot of reverb. There's a lot of wall of sound type things that you that you might associate with shoegaze, but they're certainly not a traditional shoegaze band. So let's just let's just jump right in here, dude. And um yeah, like I said, I think this is my favorite song on the record. So I'm 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 coming with the goods right out the gate here. But here we go. This song is called Feels Like Sand. Feels like 
I think what always stands out to me on this song, man, is the delivery of that vocal is sort of like this wailing kind of sound, I guess. I always feel like that that comes off as a as a knock on it, but it's not. Like it's no, that, no, I, I got, I get what you're saying. You know what and I'm saying? Along with the uh, harmonizing too. Yeah, and the harmonizing is great. There's even yeah. a bit. It seems like there's a bit more reverb on the on the backing vocals too. Yeah, and it just it just sort of swallows you, man. Yeah, and this, um, listening to this now, you know, with my headphones and everything, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the sound of the uh, White Knuckles on Turned Wheels album Ooh, from Ethan Jarrell. And I think that's always something that I, I that, that added to why that album, you know, is a mainstay for me. It's because it's very, it, I think it was probably self-produced as well. I don't remember off the top of my head, but like it's, you know, it, it's, it sounds, the, the recording is DIY enough sounding, but like the way that they, have reverb and how they recorded their vocals and their guitar and everything like lended itself to the sound of the record. I think it's the same for, for this record as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you know, it doesn't come off as, as like studio quality, highly produced, but that's, that's what makes it sound so great. In my opinion, that's what contributes to the fuzzy grungy sound. You know, it helps. You know what I mean? Like it, it actually helps quite a bit. And, and, you know, it just, it, it's all, it's all packaged up in, in a way that, that just, just works, man, on every, every level. Totally. And I, obviously I played the whole song there because I feel like you, you have to hear that whole song um, to really understand and appreciate how perfect it is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I want to say Cool in Motion I brought as... Okay, one one year we did a a year end episode where we did our favorite discoveries of the year. Dude, that? that's what led to us deciding to do What You Heard's once a month as a full length episode. Yeah, because we like the format. It was of that it so format. Much, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I brought Cool in Motion as my like one of my favorite discoveries of the year, just to represent this band on that episode. Yeah. And so the point I'm trying to make is all the songs that I'm playing from here on out have not been heard on this podcast before. So if your only exposure to Narrowhead is through this show, the rest of the songs, at least from this album, um, have not been played on this, on this show before. So new territory for listeners um, and probably cute songs that you, you may not have heard in years. Yeah. We'll see if any of this sounds familiar to me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. So yeah, Q, we got five more tracks to play here. So, strap in and let's let's hit, let's let's play some tunes but i wanted to play before we before i kind of dive in and before we sort of assess like their sound right feels like sand feel, uh, you know has a very aggressive kind of sound right mm-hmm. it's a little bit heavier the lyrics are pretty like uh dark right um this next song shows another side of the band and starts to you know you can start to hear some more influences and and other sounds underneath the alt rock 90s the 90s alt rock umbrella right so here we go this next track here is called ashtray (laughs) 
fantastic. Those verses to me sounded just like Catherine Wheel. The vocals are just the, the, the like the, the tone, way... of the guitar, everything about it. I was listening to to um, what's the Blue album cover, Catherine Wheel that we just listened to. Chrome, Chrome, yeah, yeah. The guitar, the guitar sound is what you're saying. Yeah, just right? the verse. And what's okay. cool about it is then, like on a dime, they just kick you in the face with like heavy, heavy distortion for the chorus. Yeah, really cool. And his vocals kind of sound, you know, they take on sort of a uh, like a post punk. Punk for sure. Punk for sure. Uh, I was getting punk on um, that intro song. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Cool emotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I remember that was one of the things that I texted you about after after listening to this album, however many years ago that was. Uh I remember that was a thing that I I picked up on, like almost the the pop punk kind of stuff is there, too. Yeah. And that's that's here's the thing about that, dude. Uh, So the lead singer, his father. Uh, his father and his uncle, Steve and Rudy Dorte, were members of a 90s emo pop punk band wow. from Houston called wow. The Tie That Binds. So, like, cool. it's in his blood, dude. Like, he, he grew up listening to this stuff. So, uh, I'm reading from an a, a interview here. So, uh, because Dorte was fed his father's musical taste at a young age, one of the earliest musical pillars in his life was Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Which... That's dude. That's one of our earliest musical pillars, right? That's the first drummer that I tried to emulate and learn. Yeah, right. To play like, but that's yeah. one of the first bands that we sort of like clung on to and said like, oh, this is you know like this is our band. You know, it was Enema of the State. Yeah, Enema of the State. Yeah, man. So it's possible, dude, that Jacob is around the same. Very age close as us. to yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and that was what ninety nine, Enema of the State. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. So yeah, it, it, and that's that's kind of the beauty of of, of this because it all it all gets thrown into this sound that they have, right? And yeah. that's what's that's why to me, if you're if you're going to be a band that 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 brings back this sound, you have now you know three decades of of rock to incorporate into that sound. You know what I mean? That that's that's why I think the bands that do it well are able to to sprinkle in all these other influences that, that weren't there at the time yeah. when grunge hit, you know, and when shoegaze was taken off. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, that's that's the cool thing about it, too, is that, and I'm going to quote, I think it was NME. I ended up using it in the title for uh, last week's episode on Band of Susans, but, mm-hmm. like, the 90s was when rock really became, like, truly liberated, you know, and free-flowing. Yeah. So you've got 30... Um, yeah, you got thirty years of of rock post liberation, you know, rock rock to pull from. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the next track here. This is a slightly more, I guess, upbeat song than than Ashtray and Feels Like Sand. So here's just another another um, side to this coin, I guess, another flavor that Narrowhead uh, put put into this record. So this song is called Nancy France.
man. His voice a lot of times is very emo. Yeah. And um and and obviously like, you know, Blink was 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 pop punk, but I mean, it's probably safe to say that he was probably listening to to some of those other 2000s era emo bands, you know, the ones that we liked. Yeah. That we never associated with with emo, um, but were emo bands, you know, all the same or whatever. Right. But um <laughs> yeah, we we weren't we just weren't we didn't um <laughs> yeah yeah because we were very very like we had emo was very much in one one particular sound i associated with emo it was you know? more hardcore emo i think is what we yeah. thought that was the genre was right the, we the did screamo, not the screamo right. kind of stuff it's, it's so funny but we didn't realize that jimmy world was an emo band right and they were an emo band that came that came from second wave into third wave right right anyway um so let me read this quote here from Jacob. He was interviewed by Decibel Magazine back in 2020. The article was titled Miss 90s Alt Metal, Then Get to Know Narrowhead. So that's interesting. Alt Metal. Um, and this was for, this was, you know, they were doing, make it, making the rounds in the press for 12th House Rock. And my guess is that Alt Metal, you could certainly use to describe Hard to Swallow, which is one of the singles. Um, but I would say 12th house rock goes, goes more in the direction of, uh, like the smashing pumpkins sound of, of shoegaze and like, you know, alt rock and more of the pop punk type stuff. Yeah. I remember thinking that too, with the single that you brought on our last, what you heard that it, it was a, a bit on the smashing pumpkin side. Yeah. Psychedelic, a little bit of the psychedelic sort of grunge sound of yeah. smashing. Right, so here right. you go. Speaking of smashing pumpkins, here's a quote from that interview. This is the interviewer. A lot of heavy shoegaze bands worship at the altar of smashing pumpkins. I like that you bring noise rock and occasionally even industrial sounding drum machines into the mix. Ooh. And then Jacob says, I try to do it all, man. I try to smash everything I like into one ball of rock. I love smashing pumpkins, Deftones, Helmet, Guided by Voices. I like to just throw it all in there and turn it into our own. It's easy to rip off a song, but it's even easier to be inspired by a song and come up with your own shit. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Now listen to this. Sometimes my favorite songs that I write, I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds sicker than a Smashing Pumpkin song I was trying to rip off. <laughs> Which is funny because he's acknowledging like, yeah, obviously I'm pulling from my my influences here. Yeah. But what I end up with sounds even better. You know what I mean? Now that's the right attitude to have. And that's that's what makes their that's what makes Narrowhead so great. They're not ripping off the the band. They're just they're or rip they're not ripping off the nineties sound. They're just they just picked up where it left off. You know what I mean? They're just continuing it. Yeah. And that that's to me what makes what what makes me excited about this sort of resurgence of uh, the '90s grunge and shoegaze sound, post-rock, you know, noise rock sound. Like, it's not only is it back. Like, it is. It's been. It's almost like it's been revitalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this was the first band that I that I really stumbled upon that that I I heard it and it was like you know th these guys are doing it right. It sort of led me down a rabbit hole of other bands under the same umbrella, and that's you know, ever since then I've been I've been sort of like just amazed by by uh by this sort of iteration of the sound dude it's back man and we've talked about how shoegaze has kind of never left right but now we're starting to go back toward the, the heavier side you know what i mean yeah like the grunge side all right speaking of heavier side man what a perfect 
I just teed that up perfectly for me, dude. Beautiful. Because this next song is, is, dude, let me just tell you this. Pay attention to the drums, dude, which I know you always do, but the drummer is amazing. He's, he's, uh, uh, like I was saying earlier, he's one of the founding members, Carson Wilcox, dude. He's a phenomenal drummer, and this song really showcases that. So here you go. This song is called Paranoid Hands. going to pick back up and play the next part of the song but i just wanted to pause before uh the amazing solo happens q great drum beat man awesome awesome drum beat yeah so another thing that um to me i am always reminded of the bass player from alice in chains or at least dirt era alice in chains um and I, i gotta i have to assume that the bass player for this record, uh, his name is Ryan Seelig, had to have been a huge Alice in Chains fan. I mean, I just, especially, you'll hear it in our outro song. But yeah, I'm reminded of Alice in Chains quite a bit. And some of the stuff on this record, and that's what I thats what I fucking love, dude, is that they're, they're pulling in that more aggressive, heavier, the heavier side of grunge, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is cool how they, how they pair it with, with, with the more, like I said earlier, like the Catherine Wheel side of of things, yeah, you know where it's it's not the more like or or Pale Saints, you know, one of the other bands we covered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really cool how they how they mesh those two sides of of alt rock and and grunge. Yeah, and kind of like from from that quote that I read from him, you know, what he's doing, like he like he said, just he throws it all in there, dude. Yeah, it blends it all up real nice. They do it better than better than any man, better than any really. Let me pick up where we left off here because I want you guys to hear uh, this amazing uh, sort of transition into this guitar solo here. So let me pick up. Let me rewind it back a little bit here, and then uh, we're going to play the, the rest of the song out. So again, this is uh, the song is called "Paranoid Hands." 
let that guitar solo kind of shine awesome. a little bit there. Dude, yeah. yeah. Well, when you faded it out at that point, like it sounded almost like one of them had their unplugged guitar mic'd. Like you could hear the strumming of oh, of mm-hmm. the of the yeah the strings chords of the strings, but like without any amplification of it. Was I making yeah, I that up, you. dude? Yeah, you know yeah. no, 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 no. I know yeah, exactly. I mean, that yeah, was that, really cool. Yeah, you can hear that sound on on a lot of different. That's just kind of the yeah, like you said, it's all about the mic placement and stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, here's the thing. This is why I struggled to to to, to describe. Um, you know, because I'm always I'm always thinking, all right, what does that remind me of? Like who who does that solo remind me of? Because like when you listen to this record, you're hearing all of your favorite '90s alt rock and grunge songs, like like you're hearing bits and pieces of it so well executed that like it's like i'm hearing a song from my childhood <laughs> you know what i mean but it's when a i new, listen but it's record. a new song that you've never heard yeah, yeah. so like my brain is like I- i've heard that before you know what yeah. i mean yeah there's but so many artists it. that just kind of pop up into my head while we're listening to this yeah it, it's all being smashed into one ball of rock as jacob says you know yeah and so it's, it's hard impressive. to kind of place it but it's but it's but that's that's why at some point you gotta just step back and say this is this is narrowhead sound. You just you know? say yeah, who cares? Who you know who it reminds you of it? It is yeah, it's yeah. so uniquely narrowhead. This is yeah, this is narrowhead, or at least this is what they sounded like, twenty sixteen. You know, it's funny. He actually there's a quote from him um, when talking about when they were on that press tour for Twelfth House Rock. He was basically saying to their fans like, um, if you liked our old sound, just give up now. <laughs> That's basically what he said. <laughs> now, in my opinion, I think Twelve Thousand Rock is a great evolution of the sound. You know what I mean? So I'm not disappointed. Yeah. But what you, the sound you hear on Satisfaction, you don't hear it again because they've changed. And you know, we've talked about this too. Bands change. Band, bands bands change, and, and and they should. They should never feel stuck. You yeah. know. Plus, there's new. There's there's you know three other guys, three three other members in there that are different. It would be no, so weird if they didn't sound, sound different, especially right, exactly. as that, you know, with that being the case. Yeah. All right. I'm going to jump to another great track here. This song is called Uncover.
just great, man. <laughs> I know, right? I don't have anything else to say about it, you know? <laughs> it's just perfect. It's perfect. You know? It's perfect. Yeah, so good. Um, totally, that bridge, man. Um, that was, again, like, maybe maybe, maybe a little bit of that alt-metal, like, corn bass line or something like that. But definitely okay. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains bass. But drums, I feel like he was totally channeling Grohl, right? Nirvana. Ooh. Big time. Okay. Maybe I guess I just wasn't paying enough attention, but yeah, dude, talk about like the one of the fathers of of that style of drumming. Oh right? yeah, yeah, right. You know, totally. he put his fingerprint on that in that in the genre. You know, so early on. Yeah, definitely. And then every other band started doing it. Yeah, again, man, his vocals. I can't get enough of it. Love his vocals. I mean, what more can we say, dude? I got one more track. And I wanted to end with a little bit more of a, you know, just to show the other side of them because I feel like back to back, Paranoid Hands and Uncover were a little bit on their the darker side of, of their sound. But um, yeah, I wanted to wanted to end it on a higher note here. So I got one more track, but I think this is this this does a good job explaining it here. So this is a interview from the Dallas Observer. Again, likely in 2020. They were all over the map. Run for Cover definitely like pushed these guys out there, and you know because they signed Run for Cover when they were doing um, a Twelfth House Rock. And uh, Dallas Observer, yeah, here's what they said: Houston via Dallas band Narrowhead is often classified as shoegaze, but as the band's guitarist, vocalist, and only original member Jacob Duarte puts it, I don't even think I like shoegaze. He elaborates, I like My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, Chapter House, all the main stuff, but when it gets too on the nose, it's like, I need aggressiveness. And is that not the perfect That's, description? I totally understand that, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, I get where he's coming from. Yeah, this, this is a random quote that just popped into my head, but that reminds me of what, I think it was Erland Oya of Kings of Convenience said about their sound and that quiet is the new loud sound mm-hmm. you know they started writing songs like that because they wanted to hear more of it they wanted to hear music like that and that's exactly what he's saying here yeah and i, I bet you that has a lot to do with the surge of grunge and and post-rock inspired bands right now it's like there's just not enough of it even though as we've shown there is so much of it out there so much great stuff from the 90s that right. is relatively obscure and stuff like that. But, you know, it's funny. A lot of the bands that we've covered so far, you know, maybe they reunited and dropped another record. Oh, like Hum? Yeah. Yeah. Or or they, you know, had a 10-year stint and then now they're done. There's, there's no more. Like a lot of those yeah. bands, yeah, they're not still putting out music. And if they did or if they are still, you know, you, you'd expect them to have evolved so much that it's nothing like what they were putting out in the 90s. Yeah. So, Yeah. We want more of it. Yeah. Well, here we go. One more quote from the press here. This is from the same Dallas Observer article. So it says here, before shoegaze, like other genre labels, was coined by music journalists, the noisy feedback-heavy styles of guitarists, such as My Bloody Valentine's Kevin Shields, were commonly classified as noise rock. And then he goes on to say the buzzword became even more widespread in the 2000s as bands like Silver Sun Pickups and School of Seven Bells led its revival 
and naturally, hundreds of derivative bands followed without their own distinctive twist on the genre. Now, that's important, Ryan. So let me finish this yeah. out. This is perfect. This is perfect, dude. I'm going to put a bow on it. The article goes on to say, Narrowhead formed in Dallas in 2013 as a reaction against this tendency, and it was Dorte's way of bringing punch back into the genre. Along with a handful of other bands, Narrowhead is one of the decade's earliest to experiment with the infusion of shoegaze with punk and post-hardcore. Nice, that's dude. it. That's it. And that's exactly what he's talking about. Like, he needs some aggressiveness, right? Yeah. And as this guy put it, bringing punch back to the genre. So, like, infusing it with some elements of punk and post-hardcore to make it, you know, a distinct twist on the genre, you know? That's kind of like this guy was saying that wasn't happening for, you know, decades, you know? Yeah, that's it. All man. right. Here we go. We're going to close this out. My mouse isn't working all of a sudden. Here it is. Connection lost. Now it's connected again. Here we go. Apple, you know. What do you can't can't Don't get live me started, with dude. Don't get can't me started. live without him. Oh, I live without right. it just fine. <laughs> I know you do. All right. This song is the last track on the record, and it is called See You Around.
Yeah, I man, it's just like you were saying earlier. It there's so many parts of that song you'll pick it up in a guitar riff and then a bass line and then you know the melody and his and his lyrics that just feel nostalgic you know yeah that, that's the funny For thing so it's like many I, different aspects of it and each yeah each piece is a different you know style of, of yeah of it, that rock yeah. from the 90s it's amazing it's, it's great and the funny thing is like when I listen to 90s music, certain songs will take me right back to Oh yeah, dude. being a kid. Very impressive. Listening to this age. music, listening to this music gives me the same feeling of nostalgia, yeah. which is something, you know, because I didn't experience these songs as a kid. So like, how can I have nostalgia tied to it? But that's because like I was saying earlier, it's like, where have I heard that before, you know? Like I've heard this before, man. It's hypnagogic grunge, dude. <laughs> Yeah, hypnagogic rock. Hypnagogic for rock. Sure. Yeah, because we, we used to say that about when you listen to Tycho, some of his earlier stuff. Yeah. It's like, man, I feel like I'm having a, a wave of nostalgia hit me right now. And that's you know? that hypnagogic pop that has been thrown yeah. on Tycho and a lot of bands that, that, yeah, like Washed Out, I guess, could be another one that, or the Chill uh-huh. sound. Or even, you know, there's a lot of people out there. You all know this about me if you've been listening for a while. I love video game soundtracks. Yeah. And a lot of indie band or uh, indie bands. That's just like those two words always come out of my mouth. Indie games. Um, you know, if you're making like a old old school platformer, you know, that's that kind of has that like a old side art style. Yeah. You might have uh, a, a chiptune artist, musician yeah. make your soundtrack. And then it totally sounds like. Like a you know Genesis game or something like that, right? Right. But anyway, um, yeah. So like with the, with this song, you can totally hear, you know, the influence of, you know, those those bands that were fed to him from his from his father, right? The emo stuff, um, and the and the pop punk kind of stuff, like Blink One Eight Two. Like his vocals almost kind of sounded a little bit like maybe a mashup of Tom and Mark a little bit. Yeah, dude. And to, and yeah and and Mark or not, dude. I always get them mixed up. I know you do too. And it like my brain figures out which one I'm thinking. I'm trying to to talk yeah. about after the wrong after name comes out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Tom would right. do that a lot. It, you like the the uh-huh. you know you're trying to describe this on like wailing or however you yeah. know it kind of undulates right. in yeah. like tone. Yeah. yeah, Tom. That that's Tom through and through. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, that was it. Um, I mean, th- this is a record that uh, I don't have to say this, but I will. Like, obviously, you got to go and listen to it right now, right? It's just, dude, it's fu- it's pitch perfect from track one to track eleven. Like, it is perfect. Um, and Twelfth House Rock is amazing. We could do an episode on that record. Maybe we will someday. And hopefully, maybe they're working on new material. I mean, obviously, they came out with Twin. Is yeah. there more to come? Oh, I bet maybe there this is. is a, maybe this is a single. For a larger collection of songs, maybe just a little EP. I'll take a four-track EP, you know? Sure, man. I'll take whatever you got. Whatever you got. So, that was Narrowhead. That was their 2016 record, Satisfaction. Go listen to that record if you haven't already. I will be revisiting it, dude, for sure. I'm telling you, man, it feels like sand gives me gives me fucking chills every time I hear it, dude. With the right headphones, or at least the right volume... Like this is a record you got to listen to on blast, right? I should have said that earlier yeah. in the episode, but crank it. Um, and I think that's what's that's what's really interesting about this record 
is, and, I, and this is probably why they got the shoegaze sound attributed to them, is because the reverb that they had on the guitars plus the fuzz makes it have that wall of sound like impact and feels like sand certainly has that that vibe to it where it's just like an onslaught of noise you know oh yeah but you know in the best way possible obviously all right so that was that had to get that out of our system eventually doing an episode on arrowhead and we picked a good time for it maybe maybe the reason we weren't doing it is because we were doing our batch of electronic episodes or something like that back in the day but this is the perfect time to talk about Narrowhead because they are they pick up the baton where all those bands that we've been talking about this year where they dropped it off back in the nineties or whatever, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, they they're they doing it better. In. They're doing it better than some of these other bands. Absolutely, 90s, dude. Hands down. Yeah, they picked up the torch. Yeah. So uh I feel like we're we're kind of doing a one eighty next week. Um but it's a 180 within sort of the same realm. No, it's a 180. We're going to talk about a band called Pink Shiny Ultra Blast. And I am super, st- another another record dude that I'm stoked to talk about. Uh, but they are more of your traditional shoegaze, like straight up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, and Dream Poppy, mm-hmm. if you want to throw that on there. But um, they're this great 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 uh shoegaze band from russia incidentally enough uh so we'll get into that and that is just that that's a that's a record dude that'll have you floating i'm ready for it man okay well thank you for tuning in everybody hope you enjoyed this episode and um yeah give some love to narrowhead go pick up their records man go purchase their records from Bandcamp. um i wonder let me see let me see if you can still get satisfaction because I was so disappointed, dude. When I first heard about the record, they like, I, I was following them on Instagram and they had like, hey, uh, you know, we got a few more copies of uh, Satisfaction that we just put back up on Bandcamp. And I went over there and it was sold out like that. And I was Dude, so I remember your disappointment. I'm pretty sure, like, dude, you could have figured that out. I think you may have like found that out while we were recording. I remember you like looking yeah. into that. Maybe it may have been on record here on No Filler. That's possible. Your disappointment dude. in that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, man. So they did reissue the record. And this is the this is the copy that I picked up, and you can still get it on Bandcamp. So this is a limited edition purple pressing of the record. And it's got a, sort of a new new iteration, or at least a new like colorway of the of the same album art. Right. But uh, and that was another thing, dude. Remember when we first discovered this? We we're trying to tie all these pieces together because like the same color palette. It's used on like the remaster of uh, Siamese Dream. Siamese Dream, yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is, that can't be a coincidence. Nah, dude. It's the same three colors. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, go pick up some of their music. Go support these guys. They're, they're you know, they're Texas natives. And um, they're amazing. Next week, Pink Shiny Ultra Blast. Uh, in the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram if you want to chat with us. Find us on there. Just search for No Filler Podcast. We'll pop right up. And of course, you can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is the home of many great music-centered podcasts, including our own music-centered. I guess that's the right way to put it. Let's put it this way. If you like our show, you will find guaranteed at least one, maybe two or three 
more shows under the umbrella of the podcast of the Pantheon Podcast Network that you will enjoy. That's There's dozens and dozens of shows under the under the network, and every single one of them is music related. So check that out, pantheonpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. What are we outdrawing with, dude? I almost forgot. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is this is interesting. So like I said, they put out a single called Bulma in twenty eighteen. And I think I'm gonna play the single version of it because they actually re-recorded it and threw it onto Twelfth House Rock. So it's actually a track on Twelfth House Rock, but it originally came out in twenty eighteen. And I'm gonna play the single version of it that came out in twenty eighteen because you know, this was uh, this, I think this was still before they, they, they came on to, to run for cover records. So it's still got that DIY kind of sound to it, right? Awesome. So here we go. I'm going to uh, outro. We're going to close out with a song called Bulma, again, by Narrowhead. And next week, we're going to talk about Pink Shiny Ultra Blast. And I'm stoked about that, dude. It's going to be great. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, my name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Y'all take care. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad.
From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.